Blog Talk Radio. Behind everything that is great, there is a great mind, a mastermind. Get ready for the Fantasy Football Mastermind Ed. The definitive fantasy football information show. Your host, fantasy football mastermind, Michael Mazurak, has more than two decades of fantasy football experience, comprehensive fantasy football information, strategy, and trading advice, fantasy picks to click and flick, the latest NFL news, and much, much more. Each week during the fantasy football season on Blog Talk Radio. Remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. Here's your host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge, Michael Nazarak. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is September 24th. We're entering week four of the 2019 NFL season. Wow, how time flies when you're having fun. Hopefully everybody out there is winning with fantasy football. My name is Michael Nazarak. I am co-host and host and whatever else of this podcast Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge. Fantasy Football Mastermind can be found online at ffmastermind.com. And with me once again, before I screw up again, <laughs> my good friend, very experienced fantasy player, Chris Rito. How are you doing tonight, Chris? Very well, sir. Uh, coming to you from even farther away than usual, way over on the uh, coast near our nation's capital. There you go. It doesn't matter where we are. We're always coming at you live on Tuesday night during the football season. Let's get right to the news and notes and the two big injuries. We're going to talk mostly about them and how that affects fantasy football. Uh, Cam Newton, we were all wondering what was going on with his foot, why he wasn't running. Well, it seems like there was a uh, very good reason. Apparently the injury that he suffered was is a Liz Frank-type foot sprain. Uh, so he's going to be out for quite a while. We don't know how many weeks uh, indefinite. But uh, it's interesting how the uh, Panthers kind of kept the lid on this. They started Kyle Allen hoping that he would do well, and he did. He got the team the first win. He was successful throwing the football uh, through touchdowns to his receivers, as, his wideouts, as well as two to Greg Olson. Of course, the Arizona defense kind of helped him out there. But Cam Newton's out, so Kyle Allen's starting. So, uh, I think he's a pretty good uh, fantasy pickup, but I wanted to get your opinion, Chris, on what you think of uh, Kyle Allen. Well, he, he's certainly competent at least, and, and frankly, with the health issues he's been suffering, Cam Newton has not been competent. Uh, he's been below average as a fantasy uh, starter, and he's kind of dragged down the team with him. So I think this is actually quite a boon for the entire team, just having a healthy guy in there, especially one that's played well. You made a very good point, though. You get, you, it's really easy to get carried away on that brilliant performance he had when it was it was the Cardinals. I mean, I'm pretty sure you and I could grab nine friends and score 30 points against that Cardinals defense. So I'm not too I'm not going to go overboard with it, but he definitely looked poised and in control and I think again just having a healthy guy who knows the offense is going to be better for everyone involved it's going to open up some lanes for McCaffrey and he seems to be able to be willing and able to spread the ball around to all the receivers they have so I think it's a good thing um, it is definitely concerning about the, the Liz Frank injury and I've, I've never heard of one just being rehabbed after a few weeks or, or a month generally these are surgical or they take a long time to heal so I personally think cam newton is droppable in redraft leagues right now um but i know that that may not be a popular opinion amongst a lot of people who who want to hold on to him for later in the year well if you've got an ir uh spot on your uh, in your league uh for your team uh, some leagues do that then certainly you can put uh, cam newton because he's out there for several weeks 
but I, I'm with you, uh, especially if you can find uh, if you've got other uh, other needs or another quarterback or two on your roster that is uh, performing well, like a Matt Ryan or a Jack Prescott. Then you know I guess you don't really need Cam Newton. But let me ask you about uh, Kyle Allen here. Of course, he was he looked good against Arizona. But that's against Arizona. Now they're going to have to play in Houston this week. So you know you got to put him in the mix with other, and I want to talk about Daniel Jones and all, but uh, other other young quarterbacks out there uh, because of the injuries, Teddy Bridgewater and uh, Mason Rudolph. Um, Kyle Allen is he a guy that you immediately think to pick up against uh, uh, Houston, or is that uh, does that kind of give you uh, want to pause there before you do that? Uh, I'm not so sure he he won't still be pretty good this week. I know Houston certainly has a significantly better pass rush than Arizona, but their secondary is not very good uh, either. It's not Arizona bad, but it's still pretty poor. So you look, you talk about some of these young guys that are coming up. You know the the, the Daniel Jones and you know the Gardner Minshews and the guys like this. A lot of these young guys have great matchups this week. So there's a lot of available quarterbacks out there. If you've got one of these guys that got injured, or if you happen to have you know, Garoppolo for some reason as your starter on a bye, or you're missing Sam Darnold and all these things. There, there's some guys out there that have some really nice matchups, which would be great for DFS, pretty cheap pickups, or could get you through in a pinch. And I think Kyle Allen is certainly one of those guys. And, and the Houston matchup would not scare me, although I would not expect, again, a repeat of the Arizona uh, performance. Well, I want to talk about my boy Daniel Jones in New York because, you know, it's my team, the Giants, and, uh, you know, it's been a while since we've had really, really good quarterback play. I love Eli Manning and all, but his, his skills are deteriorating, and he was never a runner, and that's the – the the dynamic uh, the, that Daniel Jones brings to the team, uh, seeing him play, uh, of course, uh, you know, uh, the, the opponent this past week wasn't uh, too tough. I know the, the Buccaneers are a little bit improved defense where they used to be, but, but uh, seeing him throw uh, really with confidence, uh, you know, on target, completing passes, throwing touchdowns, and then running for two scores, including one of on fourth down there, uh, you know, it was, was very exciting. But we don't want to go too overboard too far. However, the Giants play Washington this week, and we're talking about a team that just allowed Turbinski, who had been a dearth of, you know, nothing for fantasy, throw three touchdowns himself. Every I think all, all the quarterbacks so far have thrown three touchdowns against Washington. So, uh, Daniel Jones, you got him. I, I picked him up, uh, you know, in, in, in FF Webmasters 14-team league. I lost Big Ben, and my backup was Trubinsky to start the season, so I was uh, panicking. Well, I picked up Joe Flacco, and then Daniel Jones was announced as a starter. I picked him up, and I thought to myself, well, Flacco's maybe be lucky to throw one touchdown against Green Bay. Let's throw, let's throw Daniel Jones in there. 41 points later, I won my game. I'm very happy about that. But what do you think about Daniel Jones against the Redskins this week? Well, certainly anyone against the Redskins is, is solid, and I have no doubt that he'll put up a decent performance again. Jones is one of those guys where I think he actually has much better uh, potential for the rest of this season than do some of these other guys we've talked about. You look at a Gardner Minshew, and you look at even Kyle Allen to a certain extent, you're not 100% sure he's still going to be there come playoff time. I don't see the Giants yep. going back on starting, on starting Jones here. So, first of all, that's the big one. He's going to be in the game. The second thing is, is that Jacksonville and Carolina and some of these other teams that are playing back of quarterbacks or young quarterbacks have good defenses. So they're not going to be out of games terribly. Daniel Jones is going to get a lot of garbage time attempts. He's going to get a lot of, you know, dinks and dunks, running up the score against prevent defenses. Those yards and points count the same as anyone else. He's a guy who's going to have a high volume as well as a decent skill set. And actually, his receiving crew is going to get better. He's getting golden tape back after this week. So I really think that he's the kind of guy that could be some value for your fantasy team. Might even be um, on, and 
matchup dependent, a low-end uh, quarterback number one. Yep. Okay, well, let's move on over to the other big injury. Of course, the same, same team, unfortunately, my Giants suffered a big injury with Saquon Barkley out with a high ankle sprain. He's getting a second opinion, but it looks like he's going to be out four to eight weeks, and it's more like probably six to eight weeks there. So they're talking about possibly him coming back after the week 11 bye, and this is only week four. So looks like he might miss six games. Uh, so Wayne Gallman's the guy there, or is he? Uh, they, they brought in Benny Cunningham and Fozzie Whitaker and a whole bunch of other guys that they're trying to try out and all. They got Elijah Penny there, but he's a fullback by trade. So what do you think, Chris, uh, You uh, if you've got Saquon Barkley and Gallman's out there and you didn't draft him, uh, you go all in, uh, say you're in a, in a blind auction bid, uh, you, you throw half your pot at Wayne Gallman? Yeah, and that seems to be the general consensus amongst most of the pundits. I was reading some articles about it, listening to a, some some uh, serious radio today uh, on the way while I was driving, and uh, everyone seems to think this is the, really the first guy this year that people are, are saying maybe go all in on, on making some bids on. And I can't say I can I fault it. I mean, Gallman might only be, like I mentioned to you earlier today, 75% of what Saquon Barkley could give you, but he's 100% better than, not, than everything else that's out there. And he's going to be... Uh, as close to a bell cow back as, as they're going to have in Barkley's absence. Now, again, he's not going to be great. He's not going to be Barkley, but he's going to get opportunity. I really thought they were going to go out and sign a guy like a, like a power back, like CJ Anderson to, to, to compliment uh, the, the quicker, uh, better pass catching back like Gallman is, but, but they haven't done that. In fact, CJ Anderson went somewhere else and they brought in a bunch of these retreads, like you mentioned, you know, Benny Hill and Fozzie bear or whoever they are. <laughs> and, <laughs> And uh, so I, I, I don't see them. I think they're very committed and comfortable with Gallman carrying the load, whatever that might be. So I, I think he's a guy who you can go and put in there, get you through those bye weeks at least, get you by until Barkley gets back. And again, you know, you know exactly what his lifespan is because if you've got Barkley and you want to go out and get Gallman, you just play whichever one's there, and and you don't That's have right. to worry about it. Or I, I think it's a good pickup and it's a good idea to, to you know, to to bid high on him. Uh, bid what you can. Okay. He's, he's going to be the kind of guy that you can play every week as an RB2. Okay. Uh, let's go through the injury list here because I did want to throw it to you for at least one guy here to talk about. Uh, quarterback Drew Brees with that thumb is still expected to miss five more weeks. He had successful surgery on it. They're very pleased with that. Uh, so it doesn't look like they're going to put him on IR. Obviously, he's already missed a week here. So, uh, you know, they, they originally expect six weeks, so it's down to five. Uh, running back Demi wins with a knee in Kansas City. Kind of a mystery there. Uh, status is uncertain. Didn't play this past week. Um, Daryl Williams is the guy to pick up there if you, uh, uh, unless you already have uh, LaShawn McCoy, but he's beat up too. So uh, Darwin Thompson probably is the third back through the system. Uh, I think he only saw four carries this past week. Daryl Williams is the guy to get. Um, for this Thursday night, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams are both beat up for the Packers, but they returned to full practice today after being limited on Monday. Uh, Jones with the shoulder, Williams with the neck. They look like they're good to go and play this week on Thursday night against the Eagles. Tevin Coleman, the high ankle sprain, likely to play in week five. They have a bye this week, so that's it, your 49ers. As well as your Jets, people, there's two teams off this week, Jets and 49ers. Uh, Rashard Penny with a hamstring. It, crapped it, up, uh, you know, it cropped up in uh, the injury report last Friday. He didn't play this past weekend. And Chris Carson fumbled the football again, but they're standing behind Chris. But, you know, if he keeps fumbling, fumbling the ball, then, you know, Penny's going to see his time. In the meantime, C.J. Prosai saw a lot of action and caught five passes in that game. But Carson's still the starter. Penny, uh, we'll see if he practices later this week. Devin Singletary with a hamstring. Buffalo didn't play this past week. They hope to get him back this week. We'll see. 
uh, how if he can practice later in the week. Uh, wide receiver Tyreek Hill, the shoulder still expected to miss two to four more weeks, but uh, he's out of uh, his harness. Uh, his sling and such, and then he's in pretty good spirit, so uh, maybe he might return in two weeks instead of four. We'll see. T.Y. Hilton had a reoccurrence of the quad injury on the uh, touchdown pass. I saw him on sitting on the sidelines with a big ice pack on his thigh. Uh, what's the latest on T.Y. Hilton, Chris, in Indianapolis? Yeah, there's a lot of rumblings that this may be a little more serious than, than might have been let on after the game, and uh, there's there's some, some concern that he's not going to be able to play this weekend. And I think they're going to be cautious with him. Obviously, he's such a big part of the offense. If you watch the game at all Sunday, you realize the offense looked very different without him on the field in the second half. Now, the thing that concerns me is that if they hold him out this week against a weaker opponent that they can run the ball on, then they've got a really difficult game next week, which is at Kansas City. And I can't see them even staying close to Kansas City with T.Y. Hilton because they've got a bye week the week after that. So I, if he doesn't play this week, I'm really convinced they're going to sit him against Kansas City too, which would be a disaster, just so they can get him all the way through week six and hold him for the rest of the year. So keep that in mind if you're a Hilton owner. You might be looking at a three-week injury here. Yeah, Zach Pascal got the touchdown this past week, but he got his first two passes in that game. And it seems that they're mm-hmm. splitting the snaps evenly between the whole crew there, uh, Paris Campbell, yep. uh, Chester Rogers. Uh, and and, and, and as Pascal, I think there's one more guy there. But uh, it, it, who Kane. do you like from Deon. that group? Deion um, Kane, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, the guy that I'd like to, to step up if there's going to be more targets is Paris Campbell. That's why they drafted him eventually to be that guy. Um, but the guy that's going to get a lot more snaps is Zach Pascal because they love him. He's the best pass-blocking wide receiver they have. That's why he was on the field so much and why he's getting snaps, and they're going to try and just run the ball down people's throats, especially, again, if you look at the matchups the next couple weeks, Oakland and Kansas City, two teams very susceptible to the run. So I think Zach Pascal is going to get a lot of snaps in the next two weeks. And Marlon Mack's going to get a lot of touches in those games. So Marlon Mack's anyway, going to get a lot of touches. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Uh, rest of the uh, injuries here to the wide receivers. A.J. Green with an ankle, not expected to play this week. He's still got no timetable, so that six to eight weeks – meaning the first couple of weeks of the season has kind of gone out the window. I wouldn't expect him back till at least week five or six. We'll see. Uh, Julian Edelman with the ribs, he had uh, an MRI. Uh, it's not as bad as they thought. Uh, however, they're, they're kind of tight-lipped there over New England. They have talked. We'll see if he practices later in the week and see if he plays. Deshaun Jackson, like I said, with the abdomen, he sat uh, Tuesday. He's not expected to play this week. And uh, Alshon Jeffrey with the calf did practice on Tuesday. He's expected to play. Uh, so that might be a, a good sign for the Eagles there. It's going to be a very tough game in Green Bay, though. Taylor Gabriel had the three touchdowns on Monday night, and everyone ran to the waiver wire, and then he got concussed. And so we're not even sure if he's going to play this week. We'll see what's going on there. Uh, Michael Gallup with the knee, and Dallas still expected to miss one to three more weeks. Uh, had that meniscus uh, surgery uh, to trim it, and uh, hopefully he'll just miss one more week. We'll see. Albert Wilson with hip and calf. Uh, status isn't certain there for, for Miami. They, they miss him, but uh, it's kind of a dumpster fire over there uh, still. Hunter Henry with a knee, expected to miss three to five more weeks uh, for the Chargers. Vance McDowell was seen with a uh, sling in his shoulder. Uh, they're saying that it's not too serious, but – the Steelers just went out and acquired Nick Vanette, tight end, from the Seahawks for a fifth-round draft pick. 
So uh, we're going to keep our eyes on that to see if uh, McDonald's even practices this week or not. Whether uh, If it's not the case, and then Nick Van Ness got a lot to learn quickly. He and Xavier Grimble will be the only tight ends for the Steelers. And, of course, Mason Rudolph threw two touchdowns at McDonald's, so he likes to throw the tight end. That's probably why they got uh, Nick Van Ness this week. Jordan Reed with concussion. I'm not even sure if we're ever going to hear from him again. Uh, you know, they, they keep saying, well, they expect him to play and all, but uh, when? Uh, we don't know. This is the seventh concussion. He uh, couldn't miss several more weeks, uh, if not most of the rest of the season there. So uh, don't count on him coming back. Yeah, I would drop him if I've got him on my roster. Tyler Higby with a chest lung, uh, lung contusion. He's out at least a few more weeks. Tyler Croft, uh, he actually injured his ankle coming back from the foot injury that he was going to uh, play. And it looks like uh, Dawson Knox is the hot guy there in Buffalo. He scored last week, so you might want to consider picking him up if you're in a large league there. And finally, a kicker, Michael Badgley, uh, close to playing last week, but didn't with the right groin. He's, his status is uncertain. Hopefully he can kick later this week and go, we'll see. We'll be right back after this important message. You know you want to dominate your fantasy football league. Manage your teams with the assistance of the premier fantasy football information source, Fantasy Football Mastermind. Found on the web at ffmastermind.com, there's plenty of good free stuff, and the premium content will consistently give your teams the best chance to go all the way. President and CEO Michael Nazarek has 20 years' experience and just completed his fourth consecutive year as SI's Expert League Super Bowl champ. Go to ffmastermind.com and check out their volumes of fantasy content, updated daily, which will give you the edge you need to legitimately claim... Redrafter, Dynasty, Keeper, Auction, Salary Cap, IDP, they cover them all with the best content available anywhere. Go now to ffmastermind.com. The longer you wait, the more great information you'll be missing. Okay, we want to urge everyone to go to ffmastermind.com. Lots of good free stuff on there, too. Uh, we had a, a couple of comments about uh, ads on the phone and all, and we got our admin guy working on that. So I think uh, the any kind of issues with uh, the ads going off the side on your phone or disrupting the format is going to be fixed here very shortly. I believe that's probably going to be fixed today or tomorrow, tonight or tomorrow. Anyway, uh, check out our NFL Quick Bits page. Uh, lots of free uh, information on there. Anything that goes down in terms of trades, suspensions, uh, rumors, whatever, it's right there, including our free Eye in the Sky scouting in-season in report section. Uh, covering many of the NFL teams, including the Indianapolis Colts by Chris Rito. Our weekly fantasy newsletters include daily premium injury click bits, everything you want to know about injuries there, and as well as expanded picks to click and the market feature. Uh, I think I ranked 23 running backs and 24 wide receivers this week. Uh, the game matchup analysis by June Cooney is statistics are unmatched parallel, and I've added my mastermind moments for each of the games. We, uh, we release our rankings on Wednesday. It's important difference in a lot of other services release them on Monday or Tuesday, which I think is too early. You've got to know who's practicing on Wednesday to get more accurate rankings, and we update them on Saturday after the Saturday injury reports are out to give you the best uh, and most uh, uh, informative knowledge uh, in terms of rankings for players, and we rank them by tiers. Uh, that and I think that that's an advantage there too. Anyway, we update them on Saturday. Uh, inside slant and then holler from the cheat seats. This week's version was uh, the chicken switch, uh, which is <laughs> what John does is go through each of the NFL teams, all 32, and pick out one player that you might be interested in possibly trading for or not trading for or uh, be, uh, somebody might throw them at you and see if you're interested in making a trade. And he tells you whether you should or not. It's a very interesting and very informative column there. The newsletters have been discounted now, prorated through, through three weeks. So instead of 35.95 or a code to get it down to 29.95, you can go right on the site and buy everything for 19.95 for the rest of the season. Please follow me on Twitter at FF Mastermind. 
Let's get right to the picks to click and flick for week four. Give me a couple of quarterbacks you like this week and why, Chris. Well, I know it sounds odd after watching Monday night, but I really like Case Keenum this week. I mean, the Giants by far have allowed the most passing yards through three weeks. They're giving up 346 yards a game and eight passing touchdowns so far. This is just a bad defense with no pressure and no cover skills. Not that the Skins present a great deal of talent at wide receiver, but I'm pretty sure all the time I was reading this, I think Janoris Jenkins just gave up another long touchdown. So I, I like Case Keenum to have a good day. And then you, you, you have to like Russell Wilson. I mean, I know he was hot last week, but, you know, after watching Kyle Allen just carve up the Cardinals secondary, what do you think the veteran Wilson's going to do to him? I mean, they've not allowed less than 29 fantasy points yet this year to a quarterback, and they're clearly beatable by mobile running quarterbacks, if you saw what Lamar Jackson did for him running for 120 a couple weeks ago. Some interesting historical tidbits. Wilson has also thrown for 15 touchdowns and zero interceptions in his last five road games and is averaging over 280 yards per game in those five. So I really like him on the road this week. Oh, that's amazing stats there. Yeah, I like him too. Okay, a couple quarterbacks I like this week. Aaron Rodgers, I know, very big disappointment for fantasy owners. The guy's barely even thrown for – will produce a 20-point fantasy game, I don't think, yet. However, I think against the sorry Eagles secondary with a good line up front and a beat-up running back core, I think Aaron is going to be throwing, throwing, throwing on Thursday night in order to get the job done. So I think you're looking at multiple touchdown passes there. If you are in trouble, like say you got Rodgers and Garoppolo or whatever, then you know just start Rodgers and uh, you know uh, and, and I think you'll be fine. Otherwise, uh, you might want to consider picking up Daniel Jones because if you need him, you could start him at home against the Redskins. Yeah, both of these teams can't play defense, so like you say with Keenum, two or three touchdowns. I think Daniel Jones throws two or three touchdowns in there, and it's going to be a really big, good fantasy game for everybody offensively in this game because, like you said, oh, I think Janoris just gave up another one. Okay. A couple of, tie- a couple of uh, quarterbacks that I'm not crazy about this week. Kirk Cousins uh, in Chicago. Are you kidding me? No. They're going to stop the run. They're going to stop the pass. It's going to be a long game for Kirk Cousins there. Uh, Josh Allen, Buffalo, the Patriots, number one defense in the league. They've allowed uh, – in fact, they – I'm not sure they've allowed an offensive zero. touchdown. I think <laughs> zero. <laughs> yeah, they give up the Jets on, on a pick six, right, and, uh, and another fumble or whatever on special teams. So, yeah, zero. So I would be very cautious about starting Josh Allen this week. I just sit him and then go with your alternative uh, option. A uh, couple of quarterbacks you're not crazy about, and why, Chris? Uh, Carson Wentz. I've not really been impressed with the way the Eagles' offense has looked so far, even though Wentz has been a decent, fairly consistent fantasy performer himself. But this week he faces the Pack, who are averaging or allowing an average of only 12 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks, nothing more than 15 so far. And they've only allowed a single passing touchdown in 2019. The fact he's on the road on a short week on Thursday night with an injury-depleted wide receiver crew, yeah, this doesn't, that doesn't help either. And then I'm going to put Jameis Winston up here in my flick list. He had a couple of great matchups that he, that he laid an egg in to start with, and then he finally lit it up last week. But, again, it was the Giants, their terrible defense. Traveling out to L.A. to face the Rams, though, a very different beast, and the Rams have been bludgeoning much better passing offenses to death so far. Mike Evans is not going to have a field day. Look what the Rams did to shut down OBJ this week, for example. The Rams have only allowed 12 points per game and one passing touchdown, just like the Packers, and they've faced Cam and Breeze and Baker Mayfield. So I don't think Winston's going to do it. Yep. Okay, how about a couple of running backs you like and why? 
I'll start with Joe Mixon. I mean, he's people are down on him, but he's faced three really tough run defenses to start the year and three games in which they've trailed heavily, so that he's kind of getting taken out of the game a little bit. But this week he gets a weak Pittsburgh run defense on Monday Night Football, and that should give him a chance to use Mixon a little bit more. He's also had two solid games last year versus Pittsburgh, averaging 15 points per game. This could get a real get-healthy game for Cincinnati's rushing attack, and they're starting to use him more in the passing game as well, so that, that's good for PPRs. And then kind of a sneaky play maybe for DFS or if you need a flex player this week, think about Justin Jackson. Miami has been so bad against the run and so badly outmatched each week that the opposing backup running backs have all been fantasy-worthy so far. And the workload that the smallish Eckler's been handling, this looks like a great game for Jackson to get a lot of work, especially in the second half. Miami allows a lot of the most attempts, the most yards, the most touchdowns, and over 33 running back points per game. And, you know, if you look at Jackson, he's actually getting a fair number of looks, even in all the close games the Chargers have played. And he's had two touchdowns called back on penalties the last two weeks. So I think he's due for a nice game, even as a backup. I agree with you on there. Tony Pollard ran for over 100 yards and a score for the Cowboys in like a quarter against Miami. So uh, if you need Justin, go ahead and go for him. Okay, a couple of guys I like this week. James Conner has been struggling. Uh, well, guess what? They played the Bengals on Monday night at home game, and I think Conner's going to see a lot of touches in this game, and he's going to score probably combined uh, 100-plus yards in here. And Adrian Peterson, I think he's going to score against the Giants' run defense because they can be run on, and Adrian Peterson knows what to do when they get near the goal line. They just got to stick him in there this year. <laughs> Unlike late in the game on Monday night when Chris Thompson was in there, Adrian was not happy. But anyway, I think he's going to get uh, get rebound this week against the Giants. A couple of guys I'm not crazy about this week. Uh, Royce Freeman, Denver. Uh, he's beat up with the shoulder. They're playing the Jaguars. They, uh, you know, it is a tough against the run. And of course, Lindsey's playing very well. Uh, you know, he's going to play in this game. But uh, you know, I don't. I, don't, I think Lindsey's probably going to end up seeing 60, 70 percent of the touches here because of Freeman's injury. So I'll be very careful about starting him. And Duke Johnson in Houston. He's taking a clear backseat to Carlos Hyde there. I think he only had four or five touches this past week. He's not even guaranteed to, to, to catch more than two or three passes in this game, so be very careful about that. Um, how about a couple of running backs you're not crazy about, and why, Chris? I'll mention the other Freeman, Devonta. I mean, the Atlanta offensive line is still struggling. The runs game, run game really hasn't established itself like they want. Facing Tennessee is not a recipe for getting healthy. They've been really stout against the run. They've only allowed one running back touchdown so far and no 100-yard rushers uh, in 2019, only five in the last four seasons, in fact. Freeman's also over, only averaging a little over 10 PPR points per game in his last three seasons against AFC teams. That doesn't bode well. And a guy that has been disappointing most weeks is Todd Gurley. Uh, they get, he gets the Bucks this week, and they're a surprisingly good run defense so far. They've shut down... The 49ers three-headed monster Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley so far before he got hurt. He was only eight carries for 10 yards. So with the ease of moving the ball in the air, I can see a reduced volume for the Rams running backs and for Gurley to struggle to be effective as a fantasy force again this week. Okay, how about a couple of wide receivers you like and why? Oh, I really like DJ Moore this week. Uh, Houston's been amongst the most generous to opposing fantasy receivers with the opposing number one wide receiver doing most of the damage. The number one guys for opposing teams are averaging 10 catches for a buck 20 and a touchdown through three weeks. Uh, the secondary also has very little speed and they're poor tacklers. So yards after catch is a big possibility. That's a big part of DJ Moore's game. Uh, then I really like Philip Dorsett this week. He's a sneaky good play. Uh, he's caught 10 of his 11 targets for 150 yards and three touchdowns in the two games that Antonio Brown has not played for New England, averaging 22 PPR fantasy points. And with the rib injury at least limiting, if not keeping him out, 
uh, for Edelman. I can see Dorsett getting his biggest target share of the game this year against the Buffalo defense that has allowed the most wide receiver receptions in the NFL through three games. Wow, I did not know that that last part there, but that's uh, that's good knowledge. A couple of wide receivers I like this week. Uh, Terry McLaurin, uh, guess what? He's a more wide receiver, and he's going against Janoris Jenkins. Oh, he just caught another long one. Okay, McLaurin is going to produce this week. I think he's going to score. He's scored every week so far. Uh, only rookie, I think, in history. What, five catches, 50, 60 yards, and a, throw, and a score each week in his first three weeks? Amazing. Okay, uh, Devontae Adams, come on. You know, it's a, I know it's the Packers, and then much lately, uh, but uh, you got to stick with them against the Eagles. I think, uh, you know, with the, the, the running back core beat up there, I think Rodgers to Adams for six. It's going to happen this week. Count on it. Um, a couple of guys I'd be worried about, Nelson Aguilar, a really good player, uh, really connecting well with Wentz. But guess what? The Packers, I think they're going to limit him on their home field. Also, Jeffrey's going to play in this game, so it's going to be less targets for Aguilar. Be worried there. And John Brown of Buffalo, I love the guy, but, boy, I don't think he's going to produce much against the Patriots. They're locking down on everybody's number one there. Take him away, especially if Devin Singletary doesn't play in this game. He's the big threat. Uh, I would be careful about that. In fact, I'm benching him in all my FFPC leagues this week. Uh, how about a couple of wide receivers you're not crazy about, and why, Chris? I love the guy, but I don't like Allen Robinson this week. If you look at what he's done against Minnesota historically since he's been a Bear, only three catches on seven targets in the two games versus Minnesota combined last year. He's going to get a grill full of Xavier Rhodes, and he's going to struggle to get open. He's a classic caution play for the Vets, and you likely have a number four guy with a far better matchup that I would stick in in his place. And then Marquise Brown is a guy I don't really like this week. His early success, I think, is a bit overblown. I mean, if you look back at week one, he had these two huge plays, but he only had four targets and only 14 snaps in a blowout, and he's played against two couple of terrible secondaries. Timing is still an issue. You saw that he was really missing his timing if you watched that Baltimore-KC game. And the Browns have actually limited the wide receiver position fairly well with often giving shadow coverage on the number one guys who are speedy and smaller. So I think Brown's got a lot of reasons not to like him this week. Okay, how about a couple of tight ends you like and why? Well, I think he's becoming an every-week play anyway, but Darren Waller is is got a Colts defense this week that's very susceptible to the tight end, and they've been torched by lesser secondary options. They lost Malik Hooker now for a few weeks, too. Their safety and the potential loss of, of Darius Leonard missing another week could make it an even tougher matchup. And then a really sneaky deep play, a deep sleeper, would be Mike Gesicki from, from the Dolphins. Texans showed last week that this aggressive defense can be beaten by inline tight ends that sneak out through the seam. So with Gesicki being the, really the better option for Miami in the short passing game than trying to run, I think it's going to help out the sketchy O-line against this pass rush. So I can see him being a nice play in PPR this week for a really low price for DFS. Okay, a couple tight ends I like this week. Will Disley, Seattle. Uh, it's his turn against the Cardinals team. They can't stop the tight end, and Disley scored three times in the last two weeks, so start him if you own him. Vernon Davis, uh, I think Jordan Reed's not going to play, obviously, this week. I think he's going to score if he starts against the Giants, uh, and it's probably uh, you know a good probability there. A couple guys I'm worried about this week, Jason Witten with Dallas. The Saints play the tie- tight end fairly tough. I think they're going to go with the other options. Uh, Dak's going to go to other options there. And Jared Cook with the Saints, didn't like him last week, don't like him this week. Sit him until he produces. <laughs> That's all i got to say there. How about a couple tight ends you're not crazy about and why, Chris? 
the, the weekly disappointment of O.J. Howard uh, has disappeared from the Bruce Arians offense. Now he's got the Rams. Their defense has really limited some very decent tight ends to a high of only 36 yards allowed and a total of only 77 yards through three games at the tight end position. So forget O.J. Howard till he really busts out. And then a little caution play for Zach Ertz this week. Uh, the Packers have allowed the fewest fantasy points to tight ends so far, and they've done so by forcing opponents to keep tight ends in the block. Uh, Ertz struggled without all the other wide receivers available to draw coverage, and the wide receiver crew is still a bit beat up for a short week on the road, so temper your expectations for Zach Ertz. Okay, how about the one-hit wonders at kickers and defense? Hit me with them, Chris. Uh, start with Josh Lambeau. Denver's a mouse allowed the most fantasy points to kickers, and the thin air might help those of you who have distance bonuses in your league, so I like Lambeau. And then, believe it or not, I like the veteran Adam Vinatieri this week. Oakland is very generous to opposing kickers. Vinny's been better at home in recent years. And here's an interesting tidbit. He's missed only one kick versus Oakland in his entire 24-year career, and it was during the Bush administration from 50-some yards out. So I I, I like Vinatieri this week. Wow. Uh, Defensively, I like the Steelers uh, at home versus Cincinnati. Uh, six turnovers plus sacks in each of the last two games, and the Cincinnati offensive line has committed six turnovers and sacks allowed in each game so far, so that looks like a good matchup. And then you like Washington at the Giants. For all the hype he's done, Jones is still a rookie quarterback that was sacked five times last week and fumbled twice, so I, I like Washington to get some pressure up front. Okay. Uh, we want to remind everyone a premium package pur- purchase of our newsletters also gets you free access to our subscriber forum where there are nearly 4,000 subscribers registered waiting to voice their opinions. Thank you for joining us. This is Chris, uh, for Chris Rito. This is Mike Nazarek. See you all next week when we preview week five of the NFL season. Good night and good luck this week. You've been listening to the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge with your host, Michael Nazarak, the definitive fantasy football information and advice show. Join us next time on Blog Talk Radio. Until then, remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second.